Welcome to Eastside Church's podcast. Today, Pastor Brandon Sharp will answer the questions, what is church anyway? Why do we do what we do? And what is unity versus uniformity? Let's listen in. Not just a oneness, anyone's oneness, the way that you describe it or you define it, but a oneness that resembles the oneness in the Trinity. Is that fair? Are you guys with me? So oneness that resembles the Trinity is what we're going for. Flip over to 1 Corinthians 12, and as you do, I want to say this. One does not mean the same. You guys hear that? So there's two you words, and it's very important that we get the you's right. So when, when somebody hears one, their mind's either going to go to one of two places. It's either going to go to unity or uniformity. All right, so let me run through just a difference there. Uniformity, let me start with unity. Unity is a whole bunch of different parts working together to accomplish the overall goal. Good? You guys agree with me? No heresy yet. Uniformity is you're all the same, right? So think, think a, a book of matches. Think the things you buy in bulk at Sam's or Costco, right? Palletized, palletized items. Think school uniforms. They're called school, school uniforms because they're all the same. You guys hear that? So with uniformity, there is no possibility of unity. Did you get it? With uniformity, there's no unity because unity requires difference. Unity requires diversity. And as the same, unity doesn't have much room no room, in fact, for uniformity. These are two words that are mutually exclusive. You can't have them both, and they don't include each other. They exclude each other. Are you good so far? Great. Are you in 1 Corinthians 12? Let me tell you what is kind of going on leading up to this, both in the book of Corinthians and to chapter 12 itself. The Corinthians were diverse. They were brand new in the Lord, so they were immature, they had a lot of pride. They had a lot of money. It was a port city. There was a lot going on there. And so, so Paul is trying to grow these believers and grow this church up in the Lord. And there's, there's, there's sexual sin. There is, there is pride. There is arrogance. There is divisions. You got believers suing each other. And Paul's saying, come on, <laughs> come on, come on. Let's, let's actually look like Christ. Let's actually resemble the Lord. And he's encouraging Christian growth and character. In 11, you have more of the same going on. So 11 speaks to communion. It speaks to the Lord's Supper. And what you had going on was you had, you had Jews, you had Greeks, you had slaves, you had free. You probably had others, much more diversity. All meeting in one place, all to take the Lord's Supper. And, and they were divided. And some were going ahead of others, and, and they had cliques, and, and you had different socioeconomics, and there was all kinds of prejudice and segregation and, and, and racism and division in the Lord's Supper. And, and Paul says, you want me to be proud? I'm, I'm not proud. There's, there's divisions among you, and you, you don't discern the body of Christ rightly. And so you're, you're eating and you're, you're actually eating and drinking judgment upon yourself. That's why many of you are sick. And, and some of you have even died because you're not discerning the body. Oftentimes when, when at communion we say, hey, examine yourself, examine your heart, that, that goes to a lot of different places and as it should. 
but in context, examine your, examine your prejudice. Examine your division. Examine how you're thinking that you're better than someone else, right? And, and they can't come into your group at the Lord's table. Examine that. You guys with me? So that's what's going on in 11, and we get to 12, and Paul's saying, grow up in this, repent, change. You're, you're not walking out the heart of God well. And in 12, he says, <clears throat> now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. However, you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Verse 4. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. Pause. Why do you guys think that right after Paul says, no one speaking by the Spirit can call Jesus accursed? And anyone who says Jesus is Lord is speaking by the Spirit of God. And right after that, he says, differences of gifts, same God. Differences of ministries, same Spirit. Differences of activities, same God. See, we separate those a lot in our theology. But they're, they're right next to each other which suggests it's one conversation. They're related. So I want to throw out a possibility, and it is a possibility, because Scripture doesn't make it black and white, right? And so when I'm going to say something suggestive, I'll tell you, this is suggestive. This is what Brandon thinks. You know, Paul did the same thing. This is, I'm not saying thus saith the Lord. But I think that you had a good chance that there was such diversity of manifestation of the Spirit of God, similar to what he says a few chapters later. How is it when you come together, everybody has a word, everybody has a tongue, everybody has a prophecy. So you have this explosion of the gifts, but it's also new, it's also different, that you have a group and a certain gifting saying, hey, that right there, that doesn't look like the manifestation of God that we're having, so, so that's not the same Spirit. That's not the same God. And they're over there going, no, 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 we're, we're, Jesus, like you're same Jesus. We're Christ followers. I know it looks different than you, but, but it's the same spirit. And so Paul, you have this, this, this argument, at the very least, this confusion in the midst that, that the same God could look so different. Did you hear it? Did you get it? And in, in, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities. It is the same God who works all in all. What's Paul saying? Like, let's, let's, let's dumb it down. Let's, let's make it simple. What is, what is Paul saying? He's diverse. This God, very diverse. You're not, going to be able to, you're not going to be able to fit him in your nicely, neatly packaged little box. He manifests himself a whole bunch of different ways, right? So get ready for that experience because this is what it looks like. One of the things I want to help us navigate this morning is a question that we're hearing. It's kind of floating out there right now. A lot of people are asking it. A lot of people are asking it for very different reasons. 
I think it's there because of the incredible life disruption that we've experienced, which always calls us to, to question things and evaluate things and evaluate priorities and why do we do what we do? I think it's there because the Lord is purifying his church like he always is, and I think it's there because the enemy wants to divide like he always does. Right? So you got all that going on, and that, that manifested question right now is, what is church anyways? What even is church? Like, really? Brendan's breaking that out from the pulpit. Yes, he is. What is church? What is church supposed to look like? Right? What's it, what's it supposed to look like? Because just like everything else going on right now in this day and age, everybody's got an opinion. So, so how about we look to Scripture and let the Lord answer that question for us in a way that's still not going to box him in, you know, and make him narrow. But this is what I want to say about that conversation, y'all. You can have it with, you can have it with grace. You can have it with grace. There's no reason to get insecure. There's no reason to get short. There's no reason to, to force. There's no reason to chase. You can have it with grace. Trust the work of God in people and understand this. Anytime we question, anytime there's a testing, there's an opportunity for growth. There's an opportunity for roots to go down deeper. It's no different than what Paul said. The testing of our faith produces, right? And so don't get me wrong. It can go the other direction, but it can also go in a very healthy direction. Are you good? Okay, so the first, gosh, we only have five verses in, six. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. Seven, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of? All, each one. Who's included in each one? Say me. Me. If you're like me, y'all, you can struggle with your own gift and call more than you do with anybody else's. Right? Me includes you. Gifted by God. Given the manifestation of the creator of the universe for the profit of all. Each one. For the one is given, you know what? I'm going to skip the gifts. You can go read the gifts. The gifts and the, differ the differences in the gifts, it's not the focus of the conversation. The focus of the conversation this morning is look at how diverse they are. So he names all these gifts, and they're all diverse. And in 11, he says, but one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. One in the same spirit. All these things. That looks so diverse. Brandon, why are you saying the same thing over and over? We got it. God's diverse. No, no, no. I'm not sure you do yet. I'm going to keep pushing it. Look at creation. Look at the stars. Look at the sun. Look at the moon. Look at the sky. Look at the sunrises. Look at the sunsets. Look at the ocean. Look at the forests. Look at the trees. Look at the mountains. Look at the deserts. Look at the birds. Just birds. How many species of birds? A lot. What about dogs and cats and lions and tigers and bears? I'm not going to oh, see. Right? So diverse. So diverse. Look at the oceans. Coral reefs. And then turn your eyes and look to people. Right? You guys are chatty, so I'll let you, I'll let you chat with me. Just name, name races, name ethnicities. Come on, shout some at me. His people. All over the world, come on. Mexican, Hispanic, Asian, French, Haitian, Malaysian, European. <laughs> My dad just said, go to Walmart. You'll see a whole bunch, right? 
And so, yes, he's, he's diverse. His people and every one of those people. By the way, the stars I was thinking about this morning, I was looking at them. By the way, the stars, he named them. Every one. And every person has a thumbprint unique for all of eternity. Crazy. No one, no one's ever, no one's ever had this thumbprint. No one, look at it, look at it. No one's ever had it. No one ever will. Diverse. Huge. In who he is and, and how he expresses himself. And, and I say that, and I say that with such intention and, and such heart. Sounds like I'm frustrated with you guys. I'm really not. I'm excited, and then I get ticked off at how the enemy divides the church. Right? I get, I get, I get burdened. I get upset. I get frustrated. I, I yell. I, I, I do these things because I love people. And I love God, and I love his kingdom coming. And I love the work on the earth. And this is what the enemy does. The enemy will get in and do what he's doing right here that we're reading about. And the reason Paul has to say, hey, it's the same God, but it looks diverse, y'all. Same God, many expressions. One God, many different expressions. Because the enemy gets in and says, hey, Jesus, only way, right? Yeah, Jesus, only way, for sure. It's narrow. Like we don't have a mutually inclusive, we don't have an inclusive faith. We have an exclusive faith. Jesus is the only way to the Father. We don't flex there. God only has one son. But what the enemy does is he says, yeah, one way, one narrow way. And then once we're in Christ, he still says one way, one narrow way, one narrow expression, right? One gift, one set of, one set of giftings, you know, one, one type of people, one type of approach, one type of passion, you know, a discipleship-oriented church, an, an outreach-oriented church, you know, a small gathering, a large gathering. No, 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 it's the dinner table. No, it's the family. No, it's these gatherings of, of 35,000, right? God's, God's only moving right here. And what he does is he gets us puffed up. Here's your golfing analogy for the second service. The first service missed it. I'm a golfer for those who don't know. And, and oftentimes we will, probably like other athletes, we will say, I'll call up, I'll call up Pastor Alex and I'll say, man, like I'm working on this thing in my golf swing right now. It's gonna be a game changer. And he's just gotten to the point where he laughs, and I laugh, and I don't even do it anymore because it's not real. There's no one thing you're going to figure out, at least in the game of the golf swing, that just takes you from, you know, hacking it around the course to, to the tour. It's a pipe dream. And what the enemy does is he gets in and he says, he says, <laughs> you know, hey, Tori, hey. You, you got it. You see it. You know, you see where God's really moving. And it's, and it's right here. Now, be a leader and bring people along in the greater revelation of what the Lord's doing. The enemy is happy to answer the question where God's moving. He is not afraid of that question. He's been answering it a long time. That's why we have like 50,000 different denominations. Right? And listen, I'm not slamming anything. What I'm doing is exposing the enemy's tactics to say he will always, always, always try to take a God that is immeasurably diverse and make him narrow. He'll make him narrow. And Pastor Alex gave us something incredible recently, and it looked like this. The only way to control the power of God in your life is to deny it. We can't control him. We can't box him in. We're not going to make it narrow. 
We're not going to make him narrow. What we're going to do if we buy into that voice and listen, y'all, I'm going to speak to the gathering specifically because I've been in conversation. And I don't care if it's, if it's no, 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 no. God's just moving in the large gathering. He's not moving in small groups. He's not moving in house church. He's not moving at the dinner table. He's only moving in house church. He's only moving at the dinner table. He's only moving in small groups. It needs to look like this. No, 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 it needs to look like that. No, 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 it's all, it's all relationship. Throw out everything else. We, the baby with the bathwater conversation, divorce yourself from it why it narrows it narrows who God is and we can look at each other and we can look at creation and we can go oh my god you are so diverse you are so diverse right it's what's happening with 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 the racial tension and tragedy that's that's going on right now right you're you're not like me and so let's be, let's be at odds, right? You're, you're different than me. You're lesser than me. We can't do life together. We can't, we can't be together, right? That's, that's what's happening. And it is, it is in the physical, reach out, touch it, feel it world, but the same thing's happening in the spirit. The same thing's happening in the church. Anyone who doesn't look like me is wrong. Anything that doesn't match my preference, doesn't match my revelation, doesn't match where I think God's moving, I don't have any tolerance for it. I have no room for it. It's a distraction to me. And Paul walks through it and says, (laughs) in 12, listen, I'm going to send you out of here today with something. Are you ready? Don't miss. What is church? What's it even supposed to look like? 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Super easy to remember. 1212, thank you, Lord, for those of us bad with biblical references and finding verses. For as as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. What does it look like? His body, one body, many members, it mirrors your body. Did you guys hear it? It mirrors your body in makeup, mirrors your body in, in function and functionality. It mirrors your body in having many, many different, many different organs, many different functions, and none of them are the same. None of them look the same. It takes uniformity and makes it bow. Right here. One body, many members, many different expressions, right? Here's your anatomy lesson for the day. Circulatory system circulates blood around the body via the heart, arteries and veins delivering oxygen and nutrients to organs and cells and carrying their waste products away. It keeps the body's temperature in a safe range. Digestive system, system to absorb nutrients and remove waste via the gastrointestinal, say that three times fast, tract, including the mouth, esophagus, stomach, and intestines. Eliminates waste from the body. Endocrine system influences the function of the body using hormones. Some word I can't say, exocrine system, skin, hair, nails, sweat, other exocrine glands, immune system, and lymphatic system, defends the body against pathogens that may harm the body. The system comprising a network of lymphatic vessels that carry a clear fluid called lymph. Muscular symptom, system, enables the body to move using the muscles. Nervous system, collects and, and processes information from the senses via nerves and the brain and tells the muscles to contract to cause physical actions. 
renal system, urinary system, the system where the kidneys filter blood to produce urine, to get rid of waste, reproductive system, the reproductive organs required for the production of offspring, respiratory system, brings air into and out of the lungs to absorb oxygen and remove carbon dioxide, skeletal system, bones maintain the structure of the body and its organs. Why, Brennan? Why do you go? Why do you go through all that? I haven't heard those things since high school. <laughs> Beautiful diversity. Intimate connection. What the church is, what the church looks like. Beautiful diversity. Intimate connection. No member elevated, no member excluding others no member on its own. You and I have no identity. We have no life outside of how we're fit together in the body. Right? That will check you. That will check your gifts. That will check what you think of yourself when you go, oh, Lord, you've given me something incredible and and unique, and it's a manifestation of who you are, and I'm one member. One member one function among many and we're all connected and we all need each other and we all work together but we're all so diverse listen to what he says and I'll tell you how the enemy tries to get in and jack this up for by one spirit we were all baptized into one body whether Jews or Greeks whether slaves or free and have all been made to drink into one spirit for in fact the body is not one member but many the body is not one member but many let me say this about the body, right? You go, you go, what is it, what what does it really change? Here's one of the biggest things that changes. One of the biggest things that changes. Danny Brown, Brandon Sharp, both members of the body. If I hurt him, I hurt me. Listen, that is worth everything you did this morning to get ready to be here. If we could live that. If we could walk that, we're one body. I hurt him, I do this. Real pain, a real sting. That's still stinging. I should have slapped myself a little softer. Do you guys see it? We wouldn't talk to each other the same way if we believed that. We wouldn't post the things on social media that we post if we believe that. If I hurt you, I hurt me. What's good for you is good for me. What brings you down brings me down. That's what it means to be one body. We have to believe in the connection. We have to believe that we're one. This is why the Trinity functions the way that it does. Because they actually believe that they're one. They're not siloed. They don't act independently of each other. They don't go, you do you, boo-boo. They don't do that. Why? Because they actually believe they're one. They're one. There is no me operating independently of the rest of the body. And anyone else that's operating independently of the rest of the body may not be of the body. I'm not trying to throw darts, y'all, but this has got to, it's got to sink in. So what does the enemy do? What is his one shot? He elevates one aspect. 
He elevates one aspect. He elevates one person. He elevates one gift. He elevates one approach. And he says, ah, this right here, you're just, everyone else is dull of hearing. You're the one. You got it. You got it, Louie. You know where God's moving. Right here. If the foot should say, because I'm not of the hand, because I'm not a hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, do you hear it? This is where the enemy tries to get us to go with uniformity, y'all. It's so stupid. I feel like Paul saying, you were led away by these dumb idols. It's so dumb. Yeah, east side. Yeah, the eyes have it. Why don't you guys just become one giant eye and then you'll really impact the community? Why don't you become one ear? Because hearing so much more important than everything else. Seeing so much more important than everything else. This is, this is how he moves. And, and oftentimes it looks one of two ways. It looks like this. Man, man, Lord, I'm, I'm pastoral, you know? but I really want to be prophetic. That, that move, that manifestation seems, seems greater, seems more important. Do you guys hear me? Man, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm prophetic, but I really, I really want to be mercy. Man, Lord, I'm just, I'm just, I just love people and I'm just really good at building things. Like, I don't even, I don't even feel like I'm a part of the body. You know, I'm good at, I'm good at organization, and, and everybody hates organization. I just walk in the room and say, hey, y'all, and they throw rocks at me. Right? Or, or I'm gifted with leadership. Oh, wait, by the way, the church doesn't believe in leadership anymore. Do you hear me? Do you, do you guys hear? Do you hear the Lord? Do you hear his heart? He's not narrow. And the enemy will always try to narrow and so you're either, you're either going to be walking well in this or on one end of the camp or the other. And so on the, man, like I see those gifts over there and, and I see those personalities over there and they're rocking it. And here I am, I could leave, no one would notice. It's real. These are the thoughts that go through your head. And mine, by the way, right? Like my gift isn't even important enough to make a difference. Do we, do we understand that when we see ourselves that way, that, that, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all? Do you understand that when, when you belittle you and your giftings and your personality and your approach and the way that you uniquely love people and build people up, you're looking at God and saying, what you've put in me is worthless. do that I want to do that I want to I want to look at what's in me and I want to look at what's in you and I want to go this is a manifestation of the creator beautiful so diverse let's let's steward let's steward well let's let's use it well so I'm not I'm not going to be looking at someone else's gift and saying man if I just had that or it could go or it could go the other way so if you if you keep on going 
um, 18, he says, but now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? 20. But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And then here's the, here's the opposite, right? There's self-deprivation, and then there's exaltation, there's pride. But they're both based on one gift being more valuable than, than the other. You guys hear that? Talk to me, right? Don't let the sobriety in the room make your voice quiet, right? Talk to me. It's all based. It's all based on elevation. One way or the other. You're elevating someone else's gift or you're elevating your own gift and saying, the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Think about the systems we just read about, right? Think about a, think about, think about our, our worship team that led us this morning. Like, like, take Michael out of there, take Andrew out of there, take Justin out of there, right? Take Laura out of there, take any of them out of there. Major change, big time. One member, just very important. Think about an orchestra, right? Like, take the stringed instruments out, take the percussion out, take the, take the flute, take the harp, take the violin, take those out, and, and you got something different altogether. But have all of those operating and doing their part and moving in timing and harmony and communication with the others like the body like the nervous system does like the like the respiratory system does like the circulatory system does none of those things are disconnected none of those functions aren't dependent on the other do you guys see that but they're so different so 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 what do you what do you not need heart Brain, liver, lungs, veins, blood, bones. Have I hit on anything of less importance? Do you guys see it? So there's no room. If, if we, this is one of the lies I want to lay low today. If we, will, if we will stop letting the enemy convince us that some gifts, some people, and some operations or offices or positions in the body are so much more important. We will start to get vision for how a body really operates. Right? It's not to say there's not a place for leadership. It's not to say there's not a place for authority. Right? And it's not to say that, that every, every, every way and everyone that, that comes and says, hey, this is my gift. This is what I like to do. The answer is going to be yes. Hear none of those things. Hear none of those things. Because again, in the body, there's mutual submission. There's communication, there's timing, there's real things. Real things, real resources, real communication, real timing, real growth, real, real finances, real things involved in all of this. I had, I had breakfast with a, a friend yesterday and he came to me and it was one of the most beautiful illustrations of what I'm preaching that I think I've ever seen. Brandon, love you, just hanging out, having conversation, being friends, serving currently, happy to serve wherever needed. But, but he said, I just wanted to let you know, like, Here's my, here's my passions. Here's my passions. Here's my giftings. This is what I'm good at. This is where I really feel like I could add value to the body. And so I just, I just wanted you to know so, so that if and when you have a need and those kinds of things, you can, you can call on me. And I thought, ah, oh, Lord, beautiful, beautiful. You know, nothing on it, no agenda, no hurt, no, I don't feel seen or noticed or, or n- nothing. Not to say we can't have those conversations. That's, that's honest, right? It's honest. Work through it together. But it was just a beautiful, beautiful posture, right? And so 
He tries to get us to elevate. He tries to get us to narrow the expression. So 22, no. <clears throat> the eye can't say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you, no. Much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary, and those members of the body which we think, listen, do you hear the words? They seem to be weaker. We think they're less honorable. It doesn't say they are. He does not say they're weaker. He does not say they're less honorable. He's meeting us in our broken vision. Do you guys hear that? They seem this way. Where am I? They seem this way. They seem to be weaker, are necessary. And those members of the body, which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism, that's division, no division in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. See it? I would take like a highlighter and a pen and whatever else, blood, and, and circle, same care. Same care for one another. Because that stops the enemy in his tracks at this silly elevation game that he plays that leaves some feeling important and others feeling excluded. That leaves some engaged and others spectating. No, same care. It's all. There's not a handful of people that are going anywhere. There's a body that can go somewhere or there's a body that can stand still. We are, we are one. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has appointed these in the church. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers. After that, miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, administration, varieties of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healings? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the best gifts. And yet, I show you a more excellent way. You go, Brandon, you just busted your message with the last verse that you read. Earnestly desire the best gifts. For one, Paul wrote it inspired by the Spirit of God, right? So if Paul busted his message, he busted his message. I am not gonna cherry pick scriptures so I can make a sermon easy. What I will say is this. In reading some commentaries on 31, there's a couple of different ways it can read. And one is here. It's in the affirmative. Because you earnestly desire the best gifts, because that's where you are, again, could be meeting the Corinthian church in their immaturity, in their place of brokenness, because you're all going after what are the best gifts, I show you a more excellent way. That's one way it can read. Changes things, doesn't it? Here's another way it can read. It's not to the individual. This is written to the body. Right? Body? Eastside Church? Earnestly desire the best gifts. Well, the, what are those, Brandon? The ones that people aren't operating in. The ones that you're sitting back and thinking don't matter. Those. Desire those. It would be like if my lungs weren't functioning. What would be the best gift in the body? You hear? It's good, right? Where are you, Christy? I hear you. Yeah, it. It's amazing to think about it that way. What are the best gifts? The ones you're missing. Lord, bring those to us. 
Lord, we need a prophetic balance here. We need, we need an apostolic balance here. We need a pastoral balance. Lord, I just need someone that can host people in their home and do that well because they actually have the gift of hospitality. We need leadership here. God, we have all the drive in the world and no administration and no organization to carry anything out. Earnestly desire the best gifts. Body. Body. Equal importance. Beautiful diversity. Intimate connection. Sean, my brother, come up here. Yeah, that's you, Sean Anderson. Come up here. Just Sean. I told, I told JP, John Parker, for those who don't know, um, he was on the piano right here on the keys, first service. I told him, and we were having coffee. I asked you if you were going to be here. You said yes. You're hiding in the room back there. I told him we were having coffee. And, and we went to coffee to connect. And I went to coffee to say, you're my brother. I love you. And, 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 and how the heck can, can I help bring life to what's going on right now? Like, how, how can we be a part of the conversation? How can we love? What do you need? What, you know, how can we serve? And how can we be healing in this house divided? And, and in the course of that conversation, he said a lot of good things, but I'll let you go to coffee with him, right? In the course of that conversation, I looked at him and I said, there's no condemnation on this, all right? This is brand new for me. I've said this many times before. I said, I will not look at you and say I do not see color. This is the message, y'all. And sometimes things get so sideways. Sometimes the body gets so sideways. Sometimes unity gets so sideways and we don't know how to navigate it and it's been so abused and it's been so hated and it's been so done so terribly. Then the enemy gets us in. You're just better off. You're just better off not even seeing it, not even acknowledging that there is a difference. You hear me? And so it looks like from a, from a, from a good-hearted place, I, I think, you know, if I were to say, I don't see color, what I'm really saying is what so many people, which is the color of your skin, allow to be something negative in this relationship, I will not allow to be something negative in this relationship, right? But let me tell you why it's broken. God made him black. Yeah, that's okay. God made me white. And the African, and the Asian, and the Haitian, and the young, and the old, and the gifted in this way, and the gifted in that way. That's a manifestation of the Spirit of God. For me to look at my brother and say, I don't see the manifestation of the Spirit of God in you. I don't see the color of your skin. It's to say that I think that that's not somehow his glory in you. That is his glory in you. And it's different than me. And it's beautiful. And I need it. I need you in my life. 
And not just your skin color. I need the difference in the way we think, in the way we process, in the way we love, in the way we dream, in the way we approach art, in the way we approach music. I need diversity because we are a body. Connected. Different. I will never look at another person and say, I don't see color. Again, in my life. I will look at many and say, I see color. I love color. I see what's different. I love what's different. I see what's different. I love what's different. And this is giftings. This is skin color. This is speech. This is family. This is approach. This is how I see God. This is how I see people. This is So diverse, God. So diverse. And if I just live a narrow life, guess what I'm going to get to heaven and realize when I see Jesus? Oh, I only know a sliver of who you are. But if I'll do life with my brother, who looks different than me, I'll know more of who he is. And the more people I engage that don't look like me and I choose to love them, I'll know more of who he is and the more of who he is, more of who he is. This is the body. It's the body. It's the body. Father, in the name of Jesus. Help us do what's so difficult for us to do in our own strength, which is love something, someone that looks different than we look. Will you help us there, God? Start in this heart. Start here, God. I want to love diversity. You're the God of diversity. Function in the gifting. I want my brothers and sisters to function in their gifting and do it alongside different giftings, different expressions, different ways. One body, many members. Teach us how to be one so the world can see something different and go, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. Thanks for joining us today for our podcast. Eastside Church exists to help people encounter Jesus, be equipped to grow and engage their community. For more information, please go to our website at eastsidechurch.co.